Hello and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the ALT Learn podcast. I'm John Tate and I'll be your host over the next 30 minutes as we break down the science behind how our students really learn, what this pedagogy looks like in the classroom and get to find out how our teachers are turning all this theory into practice. So let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode six of the ALT Learn podcast, where this week we're going to look at how we can capitalize on our increased use of digital technology now that we're back to face-to-face classroom teaching, and more specifically, how we can use Google Classroom and the suite of Google apps to support learning. So I'm pleased to say that on today's show, we have two teachers from across our trust schools that have been real advocates of how Google Classroom can enhance the quality of the learning experiences that we provide our students with. So alongside me today, I have Jane Krejcik from North Allerton, who is the head of media studies, and also Leslie Abbey, head, uh, lead teacher of PE from Richmond School. A warm welcome to you both on the podcast today. Hi there, thanks for having me. Hi John, good to be here, thanks. Right, as many of our listeners will know, we've been using G Suite for Education for some time now as our trust-wide system for learning, collaboration and communication, both with staff and with students. However, I'm always conscious that there is a, a danger, I suppose, with packages and platforms like this, that many people only end up scratching the surface of what's possible or what it's capable of, And often it only just takes someone to talk about how they're using it to give them some inspiration to explore it further. So I'm really keen to get your thoughts, ideas and inspiration today in simple and practical terms that people can take away and use tomorrow. So, Jane, I'm going to come to you first for this one. Um, What are your favourite ways to use Google Classroom to support learning? Um, I've been using Google Classroom for quite a while now, um, before lockdown and things like that. Um, And my favourite thing that I've always used it for is just for sharing all my lesson resources, all the support, like absolutely everything that the students might possibly need. Um, and I think it, I think it's really good for like leveling that playing field, you know, uh, especially when it comes to like revision resources and stuff, you know, they don't have to purchase um, kind of revision guides and things like that. Cause I put it, I put everything on there electronically. Um, I love the fact that it's um, really compatible with all different platforms, all different learning methods. Um, I know uh, previously I had like a Facebook page uh, that I used to share articles on and I had like shared area that I used to share resources on Um, and having this one place that I can share absolutely everything, whether it's for um, enrichment and pleasure, whether it's for assignments and revision um, is really good and so much easier to manage, especially for the students. as a subject that does quite a bit of NEA as well, um, it's really useful for collecting in that coursework, um, you know, being able to supply uh, performers and things like that and, you know, uh, all those forms and cover forms and things you need, but actually being able to collect it in, uh, in, in formats, especially given that now we submit so much electronically. Um, you know, when you're submitting coursework for moderation and stuff, so much goes through electronically. And previously it used to be, you know, um, either trying to get them to save it to the shared area in the right file format or sending around USB pens around the class to try and get everybody to save it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now they just upload it on that makes it so much easier. Um, and I really like the fact that, you know, the deadlines are really clear, explicit. There's no getting out of them. Um, you know, it's all on there for them. So it's kind of like a virtual planner as well for them. So it really helps them keep track of their assignments. Brilliant. And, and, and I, cause I was kind of smiling and nodding along there to when you were talking about printing or memory sticks or, you know, the kind of resources. And it's, it's every teacher's nightmare, isn't it? I suppose that yeah. kind of, you know, getting things collected in and also when you get them collected in, suddenly 
people are, are in maybe different file formats or someone's done it on this or that. And, you know, I suppose what you were saying there is that it's so much more efficient then, um, yeah. you know, not only to then give them resources and actually provide them with the learning opportunities from an efficiency point of view as a teacher to be able to have all that and to have it available and to be able to look at it whenever you kind of want to, I suppose, you know, that, that, that that's probably been a game changer for you, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's made, it really has made life easier and it really puts the ball back in the student's court. You know, um, you know, if they haven't handed something in, it's very clear to see. Um, and they can't kind of like, oh, I must have forgot about, you know, it kind of puts that accountability back on them. And equally, um, you know, they can't say they didn't know, you know, the amount of times students have said to me, you know, oh, well, we didn't cover that. I'm like, uh, if we scroll back <laughs> through the newsfeed, you can see. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really good. Brilliant. Leslie, over to you. Same question then, kind of, you know, what your favourite ways and anything you want to kind of add to there, um, you know, in, in terms of what Jane said or, or kind of confirm, you know, that, that you've had those same experiences? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with uh, what Jane said. We teach a lot of uh, vocational subjects, um, courses, Cambridge Nationals and Cambridge Technicals. Um, so anybody within any A component knows the value of it if you, if you have used it. Um, I always like to describe it as just everything in one place. So for one assignment, you can upload all of the resources and information that the student needs. You can upload a template for them to use um, and they, they can't lose their work. That is the, the, the big thing for us. Anybody who's taught a BTEC or a vocational course over the years or have various students lose bits of coursework or forget to save it, um, that just doesn't happen anymore. It's amazing. Um, and the, the ease at which you can kind of check whether students have completed work or handed hand it back to them with feedback so they can improve it instantly. All of that is just more efficient, which is brilliant. Um, the thing I really like about Google Classroom is it's so versatile in the type of resources you can share. You can do a combination of, of your recorded videos, YouTube videos, uh, Google Docs, your presentation, um, anything that you've got in PDF, pictures, whatever it is, you can kind of add it all in one place. Uh, and we've been quite flexible how we've used it um, for homeworks and, and during um, the remote learning period. Um, we've been quite flexible in the format that the students can hand in work. So if they want to do it on paper, they can upload a picture. Um, some people have done little presentations uh, using Google Slides. So some students are more confident speakers and they've actually recorded a little video and uploaded that. Um, so I like the fact that students get a bit more of a choice of that. Um, it's really good for kind of practical subjects such as PE and dance. Um, you know, there's, there's such a performance, a visual element of it, especially during the lockdown period where you can't practically experience it yourself. Um, so we, you know, we made the most of that in, in uploading little video clips of, of throwing technique and students have got to identify which is the best technique or give some what we're well, even better if. And then they can upload their own video showing model technique as well. Um, so I really like it from that point of view, from a practical PE point of view, it's really enhanced what we're able to do um, outside of our normal lesson time. Mm. Um, and one of the big things, I, I love a quick quiz, whether it's a retrieval task at the start of a lesson or whether it's a little homework task, um, you know, you can set it up to mark it automatically, students get instant feedback, we get a good quick picture of how they're doing as well. Brilliant. Two things I want to kind of pick up on there, because I think firstly, it's interesting that you, you you are a practical subject and you've said that actually this is this has enhanced your delivery. And I think sometimes people can feel that maybe practical subjects maybe can't use some of the online features as much as that. But certainly you sound mm -hmm. like you've been a testament to say that that's that's actually been you know really, really useful for you in terms of the kind of diversity of things that you've been able to do with it as a practical subject. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, whether it's sharing a knowledge organiser um, in terms of key stage three to help the students learn the rules, and we follow that up um, with a knowledge quiz that kind of once they've had that period of learning and they've, they've had a chance to apply those uh, experience playing games, you know, what have they what have they learned that you can go back to it. Um, one of the things I like as well, you, you know, you can you can save yourself a bit of time. Um, just last week, I set a little homework. It wasn't a very long homework for my students in year seven and eight to 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 watch a, a, what's a ready for rugby video on YouTube. It's two and a half minutes. Just explains the the kind of COVID safe adapted form of the rugby game and how it's different from full contact rugby. They can watch that at home. They came back. We had a little retrieval task at the start of the lesson, and it saved me loads of time in the lesson having to set up demonstrations and explain the rules because the students have already kind of picked that up. Um, and that's something that we wouldn't have been able to do before. Brilliant. And the other point I wanted to, to make that, that I was going to pick up on was you mentioned their choice and the fact that students mm -hmm. have maybe the choice to actually, um, you know, upload or produce things in different formats uh, and, and, and kind of send it in. You know, how, how useful or how important have you found that being with students and how have they kind of engaged with maybe having that choice over the kind of the medium that they're able to produce that work in? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean this happened quite a lot during um, the first remote learning period. You know, we, we would have been teaching athletics, rounders and cricket, um, and we really used that to good effect in we'd set a task for students to learn the techniques about a particular skill um, and then they they could choose how they went about that that skill lots of them preferred and chose the video they found it a lot easier to kind of demonstrate and talk at the same time but that's not everybody's cup of tea um, and not all students had the access to that technology so some of them just made a lovely creative poster about it um, and it allows them to show off their learning in the best way for them as well so um, everybody's different in it and it depends on the type of tasks so some students like one particular format for the, all of the tasks um some students kind of flitted between different ones depending on what the task was okay brilliant right um and our next question i want to talk about is, is really efficiency and it's interesting that you've both kind of mentioned efficiency because i think it, it, it clearly that's been a, a kind of favorite kind of uh, use of google classroom for you but Specifically then, how, how have you found or have you found ways to use Google Classroom and the kind of Google apps and, the, and Google for Education to make you more efficient as a teacher? So, uh, Leslie, I'll come back to you for this one to start with. Um, how have you found it made you more efficient? Um, I mean, the big thing for us um, with our Cambridge Nationals and Technicals courses is, is we can see live in the lesson without using a software program like Impero, where you're kind of just watching what's going on on the screen, not necessarily seeing the work as it's as it's been produced. You can see how much progress has been made in the lesson. Um, even if the student forgets the, to press the hand in button, which inevitably happens sometimes, you can see if they have done the work or not because it's already attached to that assignment. And that's really useful for us. Um, the big time saver for me is being able to, you know, you're not relying on students to print off work and hand it in or lose bits of paper and wait for it all to be in. You can just log on in your own time if you've got 10 minutes before a meeting starts and you think oh i could have a quick look at this person's work you can just get in there straight away and start adding feedback directly onto their work whether it's through moat um or whether it's you know written comments um that's that's huge for us um we've a google meet's been a bit of a game changer for us so some of our evidence students have to kind of evaluate and review how the delivery of something has gone and traditionally that would be all handwritten um whether it's electronically produced or, or written by hand uh, and shared that way and we've had to adapt some tasks so 
Um, we've set up Google Meets with, with some of our, our sixth forms, year 12s and year 13s, where they've met with us one-to-one. -one. We've recorded the Google Meet. It's just, it's just a question and answer discussion, mm -hmm. but it's recorded there and then. And that's, that's uploaded as evidence. And, and that means that the teacher is then not having to spend another few hours writing witness statements to say what it was like in the first place because we didn't used to record those. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really useful for us. Um, I like the fact, you know, I'm sure some people have come across this before, that there's always one or two students who you give them lots of feedback on, the, on their coursework or their work. Um, and want them to respond and they, they they click the little tick to get rid of the comment or she'll not notice I haven't responded to that um, and you go to your version history and you can, you can repost those straight back in without having to well they haven't done that um, so I'll just send that back to them and it just magically appears right in the, the spot where you left it um, the recording or the words that you've the feedback that you've given them is still there and, and they know they have to do it properly it holds them to account really really well um, Auto marking Google form quizzes have been been huge for us. Um, you know, five years ago we didn't set homework at Key Stage Three for Year Seven, Eight, and Nine. Um, it was always one of those things. Oh, why are we getting homework in PE? Um, and now we can set that, but it doesn't add to our marking workload by having those automated uh, quizzes. We can see instantly how well they've done. We get feedback about you know which questions were commonly answered incorrectly, so you know when they come to the lesson, which bits you kind of need to address in the lesson to upskill their knowledge. Um, but it's not adding to our marking workload. And that's huge for, for a department where we spend a lot of time after school delivering extracurricular activities. And if we had to do more marking, that would get affected. Brilliant. And, and, and certainly, you know, I, I know that, you know, the staff have, have spoken to me about the, the previous episodes and said they love the, the kind of practical golden nuggets. And that one you mentioned there, I just know it is going to be a big game changer for people, that version history uh, that you mentioned yeah. there about kind of reposting that kind of feedback when people have just clicked it and said, oh, yeah, whatever. Or, you know, I'll do that later. To be able to do that without having to type that out again, I think there'll be probably lots of people now going, oh, wow, I didn't realise that or I need to start using that. So I think that's certainly going to be a bit of a, a, bit of a game changer for people. So you know, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Jane, you got anything to add to that about kind of efficiency then and how you found Google Classroom and the, and the apps to make you far more efficient as a teacher? Um, I think uh, one of the key things, especially in remote learning for some of the arts staff in particular, was uh, the fact that you can set uh, like assignments for multiple classes at once, uh, where we've got like, for example, in drama and music, where there is one teacher for, you know, the, the entire Key stage three cohort, which is obviously an awful lot of uh, lessons and things, uh, being able to select multiple groups and things like that so that you can uh, kind of, you know, kill 10 birds with one stone, mm -hmm. so to speak, uh, was, was really, really useful for them. Um, and it really saved a lot of time. It allows you to spend time on actually creating really good lesson resources rather than admin tasks, uh, which is which is really good. Um, mm -hmm. I do think as well, it's really good for kind of uh, documenting and gathering evidence and things like that. You know, we so often, you know, when we sit in faculty meetings and it's always kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're having to find, uh, provide evidence for whatever we're kind of, we're focusing on that week, uh, evidence for what we're doing for these students or this group of students or this demographic. Um, and really, if you're uploading everything to Google Classroom, everything should be there. So really, all that time spent in meetings, gathering evidence and having discussions and finding different things, it should all it should be like a one-stop shop for all of that, really, um, to show all of that off. Um, and I guess lastly as well, that just the fact that you know it's saving so much money for us. We 
print, you know, like usually, again, when you're teaching full cohorts and stuff, you end up printing so much, so much off. Um, and actually just being able to send it electronically like that and um, and have it again all in the same place for reference uh, in future for when they're revising and stuff. It, it saved so much money, so much money that we don't have. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I wonder whether it's actually going to be the death of the photocopier at some point. Um, <laughs> because if students have got those resources available to them, and like you say, that, that one-stop shop, not only for you as a teacher, but actually, you know, as we know, if we are putting things on different places or I sent you this over our email or this is in this place, it, it can be confusing for students as well. But for them to know that they click on the Google Classroom and actually everything that they need for that course, whether it's the syllabus, whether it's their feedback, whether it's their assignment, whatever it is, if it's all housed in one place, that's got to be a better solution, hasn't it, for our kind of students. Uh, and the more that we can get that, that's great. The other thing I wanted to pick up, Jim, which I thought was really kind of interesting and something that I've kind of thought about before is that I think a lot of times what we've found in uh, in the last kind of 10 or 20 years that there's been a, an enormous amount of money spent on t digital technology in schools. But unfortunately, it hasn't had the impact that we would generally have wanted it to have in terms of the increased kind of outcomes. And I think that sometimes that's because... Um, schools just put kind of devices in front of students and get them to do the same kind of thinking and, they, and they're just doing it digitally rather than via a pen and paper so nothing really changes but I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about and you kind of you articulated it quite well is that if the technology can make our lives as teachers easier we have more time to spend on the creation of those amazing lessons and I think you kind of said that in terms of you know how you would then set multiple classes and assignments well if, we, if, we, if we're saving a lot of that time, you can make those assignments and those lessons absolutely brilliant because you've got more time and energy to do it with. And I think that's something we need to remember that if technology can, can, can save us time and make us more efficient and we've got more time to put back into the students, then that's only going to be a good thing. And I think there's sometimes a, a secondary benefit that we see rub off on students in terms of their, the quality of their kind of uh, their grades and their, their outcomes improving because we've been more efficient as teachers. So I think that, that that's really, really important. Um, moving away slightly now from Google Classroom, but moving more towards the kind of the different kind of Google applications and things like that that, that, that come with kind of uh, what was called G Suite for Education, which is now kind of called Google Workspace for Education. Um, and Jen, I'll come to you first this. How, how do you use the various Google applications to work differently with your students than you would have historically done with, let's say, kind of Microsoft documents and programs that were kind of standalone and felt like a, you know, one document that they had to kind of send to you, et cetera, et cetera. So how have you found, you know, the, the difference with working with Google with that? Um, a bit like what Leslie said earlier on about, um, you know, being able to uh, send every student a copy. So, you know, they had access to edit that. Uh, you can see what they're working on and things like that. Uh, not having to create templates and things because you can just literally use the same version that you've created and just but just give them a copy of it so, so they've all got the their own their own version of it that's really really useful especially for but when we were doing like the remote learning it was great for like electronic workbooks and things like that mm -hmm. um you know to, to, to for them to to actually just add their their bits to and things um it's really, really good for teamwork as well. Uh, I've done some good stuff with um, students, you know, when we're kind of like doing some revision lessons and things for uh, Cambridge technical exams and things like that, uh, where I've made like a, a template, but shared it with them all and like given them zones almost. So like you have to do the revision notes on this section and you have to do the revision notes on this section. And it's quite funny because you sat there and you can see them all adding notes at once and the mm -hmm. page is like, it's kind of a bit bizarre because it's mm. like moving around all over the place. But the students really like it because they really see the impact of working together um 
and you know it's it, it kind of makes you know that group work in the past was always a bit like some people would put more in than others and mm -hmm. it kind of like it, it definitely makes it quite crystal clear who's done what mm. um so really useful for, for cambridge technicals and stuff where you need to know who's done what for the you know the marking and things like that um and as he said before before as well the being able to see that version history and edit history and things like that um is really good for uh, students that like to do a bit of copy and pasting and things like that to, um to check up on the work and stuff so yeah it's really good for that authorization brilliant and i, and I love that the reference that you made to kind of group work because I've seen far too many times group work, exactly as you kind of said, actually, the fact that, you know, you're in a group of four, one person naturally takes the lead, one or two naturally then kind of take a back seat and do very little. And I've often thought that unless you do group work really, really well, and I don't think people realize how, how difficult it is to do it really, really well, because it's a very difficult thing to do. It sometimes feels quite easy to get kids in a group, but to make people work equally as hard as each other and get four times the quality that you would have done if it was just individually is very difficult. But I think what you've mentioned there is quite, and I hadn't really thought about that. There's that accountability, isn't there? Of actually, well, you know, where is your work on this and what have you done and what have you kind of produced and committed towards the kind of group's work here? Whereas in a normal traditional group work setting, one person feeds back at the end of it and says, this is what we've done. When actually, you know, it's probably what one or two people have done out, out with the four. So I really like that. I think it maybe teachers can look at that and think, well, that's maybe a way to, to utilize group work in a better way to, to hold students to account more. And so they all know from the offset as well, your work will all be seen and we'll, we'll exactly see what you've done because everything you type on there references back to your name, you know, and we can see who's writing it in there. So I think that's really, really good. And that's a really great way forward for maybe to, to improve the quality of our group work. Um, Leslie, anything to, to add to that in terms of how you've been using it differently, you know, than you would have maybe done a few years ago with the kind of the old style kind of individual Microsoft documents? Yeah, um, just to touch on what Jane said about um, kind of using version history to, to check on progress, check for plagiarism, things like that. Um, I found a really useful Chrome extension as well called Draftback. Um, and what, what that allows you to do, so it's say students produced a two-page assignment on Google Docs, um, you can watch a, a kind of fast-forwarded video of how that work has been put together. So if they are just typing naturally themselves, um, you can see that process, but if there's suddenly a big chunk that's copied and pasted into the document, you can pick that up really quickly. Um, it's also what I found was really enlightening for some students with learning difficulties. If you watch the process that they go through and how they type and the errors that they make and whether they recognize them and go back, um, it was really powerful for me in the first few weeks of teaching a new group to, to understand their needs a little bit better and how to use a bit more structure um, and modeling for, for them to help them make a, a, a more focused approach on, on the task. And, then, um, and, and, and that's just, and that is absolutely awesome, isn't it? In terms of when we think about what technology can do and, and the boundaries that it can kind of, you know, shift and change. I mean, what you've just described there in like, 30 seconds or so I'm sure people's draw you know kind of jaws will be dropping in terms of like wow like how can I get all of this uh because not only what you said at the start in terms of being able to see whether there's suddenly a massive paragraph that just gets dropped in there you know and it's being copied and pasted from somewhere but also that 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 the the supporting the learning and actually you know how quickly is it being typed is are there struggles is it kind of being left for four minutes five minutes two hours at a time etc et i just think that is that that's amazing and, and and what that can do i presume that's just a, a free kind of chrome extension you can download is, is that do, do, do people just kind of go and search for that in the in, in google 
Yeah, just just in Google, um, where you would find any Chrome extension, it's called Draftback. Um, you've obviously got to download it to an individual con computer, yeah. but and I don't use it often. I only use it for certain students. But if if you really want to get an insight into to how their brain works, um, it, it's game changing. Absolutely. Well, that's definitely another gold nugget for people. So I, I would I would highly recommend that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at that myself to see uh, to see kind of what that is, um, either whether it's for my own son or whether it's for uh, you know for, for general teaching. So yeah, that, that's great. Right. I know I stopped you mid floor there, but anything else? Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean I'm a big fan of using Google Forms just live during the lesson. Um, sometimes in a poll. So you know I, I've set out a quick three or four question quiz uh, to my year 12s about different sports activities that they're suited to. If they were, if they were competing in the Olympics in the athletics events, what would they choose? Um, and you, you get that feedback straight away in a pie chart and you, and, and the class can see who would be more likely to have fast twitch fibers, slow twitch fibers, where the strengths and weaknesses lie in terms of fitness components. And it leads to a really good discussion and they're interested because it's about them. It's not just, a random pie chart about somebody you know they can't relate to. Um, I think it's really good if, if you use it Google Form um, as a quick quiz at the start of a lesson for a retrieval quiz. Um, you know that, that information about which which questions are, are, have been mostly answered incorrectly. If there's a quick misconception that you can address there and then in the lesson. If you think if you did that in books, you know you don't have that live information. They might tell you, oh, I got four out of five, which is you know, not not the real emphasis of a retrieve, good retrieval activity anyway, but you don't know who's, you know, which bits are getting lost as a class and, and that can give you really powerful knowledge live in the lesson. Um, Google Meets and video recordings are, are kind of huge for us, really. Um, you know, historically, four years ago, if I'd had to, I've got a class of 27 in my year 10, uh, Cambridge National Sports Science Group, uh, and each one of them had to do 11 fitness tests and uh, all of those had to be uploaded as videos. You know, they wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have been there with a video recorder, trying to record everybody, trying to upload them myself. And, and nowadays, you know, the students have got access to devices. We've got some iPads in the department. They can use Google Shared Drive to upload all of their videos and then just share the link to the folder with me. Um, so that's huge in terms of how we kind of gather that evidence uh, and, and how we make the students accountable for kind of owning their own evidence as well. Brilliant. And interesting, you mentioned there about the kind of Google Forms and, and kind of capturing that live information and, and just how quickly technology has moved on in the space of, you know, the last 10 years or so. You know, I remember not so long ago, um, technology companies trying to sell us like voting pads and live polling kind of solutions and software that kids had to kind of, you know, to, to, to hold in their hands. And then there was different kind of sites that came up where, oh, you can now do a live poll. And now it's like, oh, yeah, you can just do it within, you, know, you can just do it within kind of Google Forms immediately. And to have that live kind of, like you said, a live kind of what, what would be a conference audience kind of feedback and within your class, I just think it's absolutely brilliant. And, and the more we can use that and people can get confident in using those tools to kind of ascertain you know where things are and immediately get those results in like you said a, a pie chart or a bar graph or whatever it is rather than having to go away and crunch the data and then bring it back the week after well it, we, we've lost the we've lost the magic there haven't we and we've lost the kind of the momentum to be able to do it immediately and, and to have that just on your board i think is brilliant so the more people can do that then the better so uh, yeah all, all that's absolutely absolutely brilliant Right. Having experienced an edtech boom during the lockdown, what have you now learned from having to use Google Classroom and Google for Education more frequently that you'll now be keen to develop even further once we're back to face-to-face -to -face teaching? So, Leslie, if I come to you first for this one. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been great just having the students back and, and starting the face-to-face -face teaching again. Um, it's very much business as usual for us. We were, we were a department that used Google Classroom quite a lot um, before we had this period of remote learning. Um, but it's important to not just go back to how it was before. We've got a much wider range of tools in our toolbox now, um, specifically kind of using the Google applications to re record digital feedback comments and, and software like Moat. Um, I think is, is a huge game changer, not just in terms of time saving, because I know that was touched on in the previous podcast, um, but also, you know, I've, I've still got people in, who I work with now who, who prefer handwritten comments, but the students find it sometimes hard to understand those comments. Um, some teachers, you know, as much as we go on about handwriting, have really difficult handwriting to read and understand. Mm. And, and the verbal comments are, are much more powerful and, and it's, it's the instant uh, feedback they get. So I, I'd like to kind of consolidate that really, um, because I think even if it's not a teacher's preferred method of recording feedback, if it's benefiting the students to do it in a different way, um, and it's not a massive workload addition, then it, it's really important for us to adapt our style um, in order to help them. Mm -hmm. um, I think generally staff are more confident in recording video tutorials. Um, you know, we're going through this period of, of revision and helping our year 11s and 13s prepare for, for assessments um, at the minute. And I think, you know, historically, whereas we might shower them with past paper questions and presentations or, you know, mind maps and things like that, um, you know, the power of a short video tutorial to recap and explain something um, where students can go back and watch it as many times as they need to um, is, is really important. And I think that's going to be used more and more frequently. Mm. Um, certainly in our department, it, it, it's a big, big thing for us. Um, I think, you know, something that Jane touched on earlier, I think group project work is going to be more accessible and, and something that can work much better now with the technology. So I would, I would expect to see that kind of come in to um, different department schemes of work as they go. Um, and one kind of long-term goal of mine really is to explore how I can use Google Classroom and applications for students in PE who aren't able to take part because they're injured, um, mm. rather than giving them a worksheet. There's nothing worse than a worksheet on a windy day mm -hmm. uh, when you're outside. Um, and, you know, they've got that technology at their fingertips, a quick Google form where they can do some performance analysis Mm -hmm. um, or maybe use one of our iPads for a bit of video analysis, but with a follow-up task. So, you, you know, they're just more engaged in, in all of the lesson, really. I, I think that's that's a bit of an untapped area that I'd like to develop. Oh, fantastic. And that certainly that's kind of exciting times. And anybody kind of, you know, across the trust listen to this who kind of wants to kind of jump on board with any of those things, and certainly the last one from a PE point of view, or, or not necessarily PE, but actually any kind of practical subjects to look at, how that might work, then I'm sure Leslie would be kind of all ears to kind of, you know, to kind of get, get somebody involved in that and kind of do some work on that because that just sounds like a kind of great use of, of, of technology. Um, mm -hmm. And I also think that you, you mentioned there about those kind of video tutorials and instructions and students can watch it back again and what more, more times. And I think irrespective of what subject you teach, that if you're able to, um, to, to, to film, um, you know, some, some of those instructions, some of those demonstrations, some of the worked examples, and for students to watch that back in their own time more than once, and that's got to be a game changer for students because we all know we all learn at different paces. Um, and whether it's kind of SEND students in your classroom that, that might need to see that chunked or broken it down more, more times, or whether it's just the fact that you know, I want to go back and see it again. I think that things like this will become hopefully the norm in our classrooms and we can just use this 
um, as a natural extension of our kind of classroom and our demonstrations. So, yeah, there's some real kind of exciting stuff there. And certainly, you know, the things you talk about there, when I came into kind of PE teaching nearly 20 years ago now, you know, I wouldn't have dreamt of some of those things being, being freely accessible to do for free. You know, that you know, there's some of the things we were talking about, the, the digital technology packages for performance analysis and stuff. People were trying to sell us for like 10 grand, 15 grand to go, you know, in terms of the, the cameras, the tripods, the laptops, the software. Now it's like, oh, I'll just do it on my phone. It, it's just incredible that we've kind of come, you know, to this situation where we can just do these things very, very quickly. And our students, if they're using their own devices, potentially already know how to use the device. You know, they're not having to then kind of learn how to use a new package. So yeah, there's some fantastic things there. Um, Jane, over to you. Anything that you've kind of seen that you, you kind of came to develop further? Um. Well, I think, like I said, because I was using this quite a lot before um, lockdown and things like that, I think I'm just really keen for more staff to see the benefits. I know um, when, when when this kind of like really kicked off last year, there was a lot of staff. It was quite like a um, it was it was a chore to use mm -hmm. to do an extra thing. Um, and I think actually, you know, hopefully, what people have started to realise is that it, it doesn't have to be an extra thing kind of thing. It, it can just be about sharing what we're already doing. Um, I've always shared all my lesson resources. So, you know, we spend ages planning our lessons. We spend so much time planning these great resources. Um, and they stay on our areas, usually. And I, mm -hmm. I be like, get them out there, give them to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it means that kids who've missed a lesson or if they want to recap or anything like that, it, it's all on there. It's really, really useful for them to go back. Um, like I say, it can, it can really kind of, uh, it, it can be a log of, of evidence of how much support you're providing and things like that. So I think it can be really, really useful for kind of, like I say, that evidence gathering and, and demonstrating just what a good job you're doing mm. because we, we work so hard. And this, this kind of gives us a, a, a platform to show a lot of that off. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to see a bit more, um, I would like to, us to utilize parental engagement a little bit more. Um, currently, we can um, invite parents. So, you know, like I can invite a parent into the Google Classroom and add them on there, but they have to accept that. And mm -hmm. I would quite like it. It became part of our homeschool agreement so that, because um, like currently, if I've got a student who's not engaging and not doing their work, I currently have to come out of Google Classroom and go into Sims to mm -hmm. get to them. And mm -hmm. it would be so much easier if when I'm chasing up uh, work with a student, if I can just CC in the parent, so I'm mm -hmm. not actually directly contact the parent they're just seeing that i'm chasing this student because they haven't handed this work in it's kind of like you know it, it, it's contacting home it's doing that for you kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, to let them know that, that, that there's an issue there before it becomes an, a, a big issue where we have to have like kind of bigger conversations and things um so it could be really used to help kind of share that that accountability that it's like you know it's the student it's the parent it's us it is like a, a you know like a a, a partnership isn't it mm -hmm. um and also as well like again you know we did some uh, you know obviously we did virtual parents evenings and it was useful to be able to you know share the screen in mm. virtual parents and actually show you know they've got all of this support all of this scaffolding utilize it because you know how, how often do you have a kid that um you know that they're struggling but they're, they're not using what you're giving them and, mm -hmm. and it's like at least if the parents are aware that there is lots there um to help them and to kind of encourage them to engage with it then um you know it can be really really useful for that as well i, I absolutely i think that from a parent's even a point of view and i'm speaking here as as a parent of kind of a, a sixth form and a, and a secondary school age kind of you know children in my own house 
and also as a school leader, that's certainly something that, you know, that, that we've all found, I think, across schools across the whole country that has been a game changer. And like, why didn't we do this before? You know, and, and, and Leslie and I were talking kind of off air to start with about, you know, the general kind of traditional uh, parents evens and the car parks rammed and you can't get a car park in space. And it's a bit like a, you know, a kind of cattle market of, you know, trying to people jumping in seats and jumping out of seats and, you know, hovering over people and listening to people's conversations. And I think what we've seen with this is that it's just, it's been hugely beneficial in terms of the, um, the kind of feel of the night and, 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 and what people's experience of it is. But then going that one step further, like you said, to be able to then start to screen share and demonstrate, you know, the tools that they've got, because, you know, I think we're naive to you know, if we think that students, you know, go home and, and talk about everything that they've kind of got. I think sometimes parents maybe are out of the loop a little bit in terms of the different tools that they've got, the different things that we're providing to help them with. And I think a, a quick screen share to show where things are, what there is, what they're doing, you know, what support they've got and how they can do it. I think we'll open parents' eyes to that a lot more about, about how they can kind of help. So I think that, that that's a great kind of idea. Um, one thing I, I just kind of want to pick up, and I'll, I'm going to kind of throw this to both of you, really. And, and, and Jane, I'll start with you anyway, because you kind of mentioned it. You talked about kind of at the start of the lockdown, maybe a little bit of a, a kind of staff reluctance and, and, and you know, of, of kind of getting on board. And, and that might be for a number of different reasons. And, and it might be confidence because, you know, we know that, you know, certain people are far more uh, open or kind of savvy to kind of, um, kind of ed tech type of ideas because maybe because of their own kind of skill sets. Um, I just want to kind of, you know, what both of you, what real, what tips have you got? If, if someone's listening to this and thinking, right, well, yeah, the, all this sounds great, but phew, draft back version history, screen sharing, um, you know, live, live kind of, you know, marking and, and polls and, you know, kids working on the same document. Oh, like it just sounds way, way, way over my head. And it sounds too techy, geeky. Uh, you know, I don't know where to start. You know, what would, what would you say? And, and how would you say for, for kind of some tips for people to, to kind of dip their toe in this and really start to feel more confident? So, you know, Jane, how would you kind of, what quick tips would you give people to kind of to, to, to move along with that? Um, well, I mean, I think I think the situation we've been in, this bizarre situation this last year, there's been, and especially since, um, you know, since the, the, the Christmas lockdown where we, we started doing live lessons every lesson, um, the learning curve has been so incredibly steep. And I think even the most kind of um, uh, we kind of like wary person would... Mm-hmm knowledge that actually um within a couple of days those live lessons were kind of you know you weren't you weren't concerned about using webex it was that steep of a learning curve to go from having never used webex before for a live lesson to kind mm-hmm. of in you know, every lesson um and you were like you were fine do you know what i mean that confidence thing I, I hope that what we've been through will give um a little bit of confidence that actually um if if we introduce that that's mm-hmm. Uh, you know that it'll be okay I do think as within anything it's it's having really useful CPD opportunities mm-hmm. uh, to actually play and experiment and see how it works um and there's not been enough of them and again that's partly because of COVID do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like yeah COVID really kind of put a bit of a like CPD's been really difficult kind of thing um but we did a we did a great one um a little while ago uh, where it was a, a kind of like um, kind of like speed dating, like musical chairs, where you could mm-hmm. just go and see, have a little ten minute slot, and have a little look, uh, just just like in a kind of quite small environment, um, you know, with just a couple of people, and ask questions and see how they were working with it. And mm-hmm. I think that would be, you know, 
a, re a really useful thing to to keep doing you know like a, what's going like just a really simple thing uh, what goes well and give people the opportunity to drop in and ask people who are already using it really well um even like buddying up in skills like you can you can put anybody in your classroom if you know like there's a teacher that's using google forms really well or using a platform really well like ask them will they show you will they even put you in your in the in the classroom so that you can see how they use it you know like be the student so that yeah. you can see how it's how, how how it how you're using it and um hopefully i think like say the fact that we've all really kind of done such an excellent job <laughs> you know like i think brilliant brilliant job in this last few months it's been like a, a, a wild kind of few months but we've done brilliantly with technology and hopefully that will give people a bit of confidence because that's that's all we need isn't it a bit of confidence to get us through stuff absolutely so you know kind of suppose what you're saying there is kind of you know have that confidence you've already you've already come so far with this keep going but utilize the experience and the expertise around you because there are experts in all those different areas just down the corridor for you or in the next classroom and it's about you know not being shy opening your mouth asking somebody uh, and no no questions or silly questions so yeah absolutely um Leslie, anything, anything in that in terms of how people can kind of, you know, develop their confidence and, and get going more with it? Anything else you kind of want to add there? Yeah, I think, I mean, my best best bit of advice is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to get it wrong. You know, if you try something out and it, it goes horribly wrong, then don't use it again. It's not the end of the world. Um, you know, don't feel it has to be perfect before you actually use it in a lesson. Um the, the most powerful thing is to kind of go and see it in action. So if somebody is using um, Google applications or, or technology in the classroom in a lesson, you know, find out from your senior leaders, you know, or, or lead teachers, who, who, are the, who are the real people who've got strength and some experience in this that you can go and see or perhaps meet and say, well, how, how would you use uh, Google Classroom for kind of setting homework? How do I do this? We did actually um, have a little staff Google Classroom session um, after the first lockdown. Uh, for some staff that were new to the school and some staff that hadn't taught before and then picked up some classes. Um, and it was very much run as a drop-in session. So it started with the real how-to basics um, and, and staff were told, you know, if you think you've got the basics, then come along a little bit later. And people just chipped in with ideas. Um, and it was a no-pressure situation. That, that environment of we're all in it together, nobody's an expert. Um, you know, the untapped resource the, the one that i found the most useful when i was trying to kind of learn myself um is there's loads of stuff on youtube tutorials mm -hmm. just how do i do this in youtube on google classroom how do i um record a a verbal comment or how, how do i use voice notes or something in, in google docs there'll be a youtube tutorial out there and they're not very long um they're normally pretty good and, and there's a demonstration on screen and then go and practice it um you know, if you've got one or two keeny beeny trusty students who, you know, would be willing to help you out as, as your guinea pigs, then then try it out on them. You know, they'll be willing to help and they'll give you honest feedback about whether it's worked or not. Um, so, yeah, get your students involved, but but choose your students that you trust. So, you know, you're going to get you're in a safe environment, really, to take the risk. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll concur with everything you both said there. Um, and certainly, you know, picking up, Leslie, what you said there about kind of, you know, how, how do I do this in YouTube? And I, I run my life like that, you know, in terms of there, there is a, someone's already done it. They've already tried it. There's a, there's a, there's a, a kind of tutorial for anything. You get stuck on something. It's actually, how do I do this? And, you know, so absolutely. And then, like you say, picking some students, giving it a go and being open and honest with them. You know, I'm trying this. It's new. We're going to give it a go together. Um, and I think what that also does, it shows a little bit of humility and it shows that fact that one of the real key aspects that I'm really passionate about is demonstrating as, as adults, we're not the finished article. We are still learning. And I think that, you know, how can we be role models to learners if we're not learners ourselves? And I think demonstrating that to our own students, that we are trying something, we're learning something, we're, you know, we're giving it a go and we're doing it together, I think is really powerful. And I think you get so much more out of students that way because they know then and they see in front of them that actually learning is a full-time gig, you know, and it is a, a lifelong kind of project that we're always still learning and, and technology with, with the rapid increase that it has, then, you know, it, that, that's a perfect example of that. Right. I just want to say a, a, a huge thank you to you both. We've come to the end of those questions now. And I think that's been a, a really, really kind of special and useful kind of chat there that hopefully anyone who's listening will be able to pick up so many kind of golden nuggets there, uh, ideas, tips, and also your thought processes, which I think came through quite nice as well about how you've done things, how you've, your journey, how you've moved on with things, and also your thoughts for the future of where you want to kind of see things go. I think, you know, has hopefully given some people some food for thought, uh, not just for the here and now, but also where it might go in the future. So yeah, just a huge thank you for you giving up your time this afternoon. Uh, I know you've both been teaching as we're recording this, it's at the, the end of a day, um, at the end of a term right before Easter as well, and probably one of those more difficult terms we've kind of ever faced. So just a huge thank you to you both for giving your time up for, for kind of me this afternoon but also realistically for everyone that's listening. So thank you very much indeed, both of you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Learn Podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode where we'll be speaking to more of our teachers and finding out how they're turning theory into practice. Until then, take care.